fucking microphone. This is the intro. <laughs> this is fucking. What's up? We're doing an intro. We're doing an intro after As... the the podcast. But yep. You guys we just did that. it, so we can tell you what it's about. But with before the thing, because it's an intro. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> Keep that in. So, uh, what did we talk? About? I, I don't just... even know what we talked about. <laughs> but we're so bad at this. We thing. made an attempt at trying to connect the world together by observing our patterns and behaviors. We talked about the importance of being present for ourselves mm-hmm. and for others because of the dangers of black and white thinking that is inherent in the human mind. Boom! That was so beautiful. I did it. You fucking, I blacked out. <laughs> you fucking did it. So, did so, I do it? So eloquently. What just happened? <laughs> and I'm you, sure we talked about other stuff at the beginning. And, uh, and the, just like the fundamental idea of what it means to be a human and how we can't forget that we always t- that's what we talk about yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, our whole no thing. surprise with us yeah. <laughs> just listen you love us we love you enjoy and enjoy that's it peace and love mwah, mwah, mwah. enjoy this episode Whooshing theme sounds. songs kicking in in three two one <laughs> what's up beautiful people i'm nathaniel pearl and i'm sam sheva and welcome to curious chimps podcast a show where we explore the infinite complexities of the human experience we do not endorse anything illegal. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chips. Curious chips. You guys just missed the worst lily fart in the world. And you can't smell it. You can't even hear it. And we can't unsmell it. Yeah. My dog. My mouth was open. This is her moment of her moment of fame (laughs) is to release the nastiest farts. Usually during the podcast, I'm surprised she started early. It was a it was a heavy one. Foreshadowing a future. I feel shook up a little. I feel like (laughs) I need need therapy. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know what the fuck that was, but if that's how the podcast is gonna go, I'm I'm worried. I will. I'm. I will literally stop the podcast. I'll be like, "This is not worth it." Kick <laughs> your dog out. It's me or her. Last episode with Dan, she didn't want to come in, so she uh, she uh, had a break. I guess you keep in her close too, because you don't want her to jump around when you're not. Uh, well, she she relaxes when you're gone. Yeah, she but I just don't want going on the bed and stuff, because uh, my dog hurt her leg, so I'm just gonna watch out. It's getting better though. You know what I've been giving her actually, which was really effective. CBD drugs, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> drugs, but CBD actually, I noticed a huge change when she started taking the CBD. Oh, is that why she's like better now? Yeah, oh. well, she's taking the painkillers, but as soon as I gave her the CBD, I noticed like a dramatic shift. It will help with inflammation. Yeah. Whereas the painkillers will just help with the pain, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know how that works. Something like that, but. Uh, we're doctors. Yeah. Don't don't look into it. Well, CBD has so many benefits. I think they're just scratching the surface of the research of it. But it like, well, somebody just died. It uh, has anti-inflammatory properties, a bunch of neurological things it can do. It's really good. I never looked deeply into it. I just saw like the things that people were using it for. But I don't understand how or why. I guess I guess there's not much research on how or why. They're just like smoke weed, see what happens, and then it's like, no, wait. <laughs> if we take this thing out. Okay, that's good. Then we'll fucking be able to stop seizures or whatever. Well, that's it, eh? It's like I had clients that had a kid, a baby that was having like a had like a neurological problem where we had seizures. Oh yeah, you told me. And they couldn't get the treatment in New York, so they came to Montreal because of legality issues. And then the CBD was like the number one thing to stop seizures. Out of all the medications it was taking, it's pretty wild. Plant medicines, bruh. I wonder if it's like it, that, like you know, that works the best for that baby, for that person. But, but they tried a bunch of other stuff and it didn't work. And like the other stuff works for some people, and the CBD might not work for them. It's like, it's just nice to have more options. Mm. Well, yeah, it's, it's the best I can understand as a person who doesn't know, like really know anything about the chemistry. Yeah, it's not going to work with everyone, any drug. But it, it's cool to know that CBD has such a high. Um, Statistical, statistically significant assistance in all these kind of things, you know. Remember when Amanda was on and she was telling us about how, like, 
you know, you know, like nettle could give you energy and chamomile will help you sleep and all these things. And she's like, it's totally a wild card. You know, like chamomile will help most people relax, but it could get, end up giving you energy. Like mm. there's no rules. Mm. You know, like it's just this is what it should do if you're if you're I don't know, normal. If you're like the the, the You're in the average. Yeah. But that's that's what it's so crazy about nutrition and all these kind of things, is it's so individualized. Like, you know me, I've been doing the carnivore diet, mm-hmm. but now it's more like animal based. And it's like people ask me, is like, do you feel okay not having vegetables or eating vegetables? And I feel amazing. But like someone might feel really good eating vegetables. So I guess it's just there's no right or wrong. It's just what works for your your genetic code in, in you know? Cause yeah. Like I, I do I tried vegetarian, I do better with meat. I tried only meat for I don't know, like a week, like a couple of days. Like it wasn't hardcore. But uh I think the quality of the meat really matters at that point. Yeah. And there's also like a longer period of getting used to it. So I'm not sure. But I but vegetable like raw vegetables fuck with me. Cooked vegetables are great. Mm. Fruits are great. And but sugar in large quantities completely demolishes me. Me too. So it's like some of that is just what you've been exposed to, and some of that is like there's as far, again, as far as my understanding goes, I'm just trying things out and seeing what the fuck works. Like throwing shit against the wall. But that's why starting with eliminating all most food groups and then starting with one is a really good way. And what better way than meat? Because it's just like such a nutrient dense food group. You can pretty much get everything from meat. So the way I look at it is that like I'll eliminate dairy, I'll eliminate carbs, vegetables. I'll start with the meat and then I'll add on to that. I'm gonna get a pie when I leave here. Fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go just go to the fucking go to Diz. Première muscle. Oh, dude! I, for- I always forget about Diz. Get some Diz. Dizzes. Remember when I, r- I realized it was Dizzes? D i z z apostrophe. Oh, because Diz I think is their last name, so it's just like. Oh, really? I think so. It's a cool name. Yo, Diz. Yo, it's Joey Diz. <laughs> Why is it always Joe? Joey. Joey. Well, Joey Diz just works. Joey Diz. You wouldn't be like a Howard Diz. Howard Diz. Howie. Yo, it's Howie Diz. <laughs> Howie Diz business. Howie Diz. Yeah, it sounds like a <laughs> sentence. How you doing? Howie Diz. No one knows what the fuck we're talking about, but there's a, a place nearby called Diz Bagels. Diz is Bagels. Diz's. Yeah. Yeah, and they're opened full on 24-7. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if it's fucking four in the morning on a fucking Saturday dude, I or never Sunday, s- I, I guess. I told you this off air, but the, the the overnight shift dude, you met him a few times. The, the oh, Hungarian the older guy? guy? Yeah, like the older dude. <laughs> he's, uh, what were you saying? He's like into conspiracy theories and stuff. <laughs> the and guy's he's telling so you wild. Like, not to drink the tap water and shit like that. Well, I used to, okay, so I used to have a client at 6 a.m. every day during the week. And uh, this was years back. So I would go to Diz's Bagels and get like a bagel, cream cheese, and a coffee first thing in the morning. And I, I would meet him. He's like, hello, my friend. How are you? You have cash? You have cash? I don't take debit for $2. Like the bagel, cream cheese, and coffee used to be 2 bucks, or even $1.50, I remember. That's so, a good deal. But like, he'd give me shit if I pay with debit. So I'd have to pay cash. And then like, so I see this guy for months every morning. <laughs> We're like best friends at this point. He's like, you know... There's faces on Mars. There's structures on Pluto. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Pluto has a structure. (laughs) I'm just listening. I'm like, yeah, Pluto? He's like, yes, trust me. There's so much life out there. There's there's faces on Mars and structures Pluto. I know it. I've seen it. (laughs) You sound like the guy from from, uh, uh, Star Wars Episode 1. I wish I've seen it. I can't remember his name, but he's like the... The dude who like owns the slaves and he's like, it sounds exactly like that. I can't even do. <laughs> but does that not sound like the overnight shift Just guy's use, voice? Use that, use that voice and say, uh, I don't, uh, I don't like, I don't trust the Jedi or something like I that. I don't trust the Jedi. It's pretty close. It's really <laughs> close. <laughs> I, I think it's a softer R with for the to do the impression. I wish I knew, but that's he kind of how like the, it is. I don't trust the Jedi. Oh, it sounds familiar, actually. I swear you're doing it, and you don't even know you're doing it. Well, I can't do it. The guy I did, he kind of sounds like that. And I used to have the most interesting, odd conversations with him. And he always had these jokes. I did, and I barely met the guy. He fucking freaked me out. Man. <laughs> I can't even remember what I, what he told me. But he always has weird jokes. Like, you don't know if he's serious or if he's fucking 
trolling you. Yeah, he's like calling you stupid to your face. <laughs> and you're like, should I leave? Like, am I, did I offend you? I don't know, man. He's a weird. He's a, he's a, look, man. Maybe he's just old and doesn't give a fuck anymore. I think when you work those shifts, the guy looks eighty. Yeah, breaks your like, brain. It's it's two it's two a.m. He's making bagels for fucking drunk teenagers <laughs> or some shit. Yeah, it breaks your brain if you're working overnight shifts every day. I told I remember he was telling me once I've been doing this for forty years or something. I was like, what? <laughs> I haven't seen the sun in two months. You know, I was like, okay, man, it's got to be that. You got to fuck with you. Yeah, a little bit. I would like to talk to someone with overnight shift and how they think, because I'm sure that affects your life. Well, I mean, it obviously affects your life, but what is your reality like if you know. work midnight till fucking 6 a.m. and then you go home and you pure sleep the whole day? Pure night shift, pure graveyard shift. Whoa. I don't know, man. I've done some late shifts at the hospital. I used to talk to people in China for a job, so I had to stay up until like fucking 3 or 4 in the morning sometimes. I don't know, man. But there's this it's weird... Not, it's not cool. There's this weird energy at like 4 or 5 a.m. I don't know. Like sometimes I just can't sleep and I'm up all day, all night. And at like that hour specifically, it's things start getting weird. There's something in yoga too. They talk about getting up at three in the morning and meditating like until three thirty or four, like just like that that three thirty a.m. period. Or it's, but it's not exactly. It's like it's like around that time, but it has something to do with the sun that's that's about to come up. Hmm. So even though you can't see it yet, it's like something about that time. Isn't it like your most creative? Is I don't that know. That, is that moment? I definitely feel if, like the ideas come more easily at night. I think a lot of people feel that way. Maybe because you're a little fatigued or because the melatonin is pumping, you know, and like it's getting darker. But I also feel like when, when I was in India and we were waking up really early to meditate, the the fact that you would you'd wake up and be like, I should be in bed right now. Like that's how you felt. Mm. Then you would sit there and kind of get into like this restful, like really like lazy meditation because you're fucking like, you, like, you know, you, you're half asleep. Then you open your eyes and the sun has come up already and you didn't notice. And there's something about that moment Mm. where you're like suddenly awake and like seeing, seeing the sun come up is, is already cool. And seeing like night turn to to day is really cool. But, but meditating during that time and then Mm -hmm. you open your eyes and there's this just like sudden, you know, like this click. And you're like, what the fuck? And you, just, I don't know. I just had good days, but I was also like in an ashram. Like I don't, I can't say I had bad days there. Well, it reminds me of Vipassana. It's like you wake up that morning bells at like four a.m. and you have to hit the meditation hall at four thirty. I went in the winter though, so I don't I was think I the, was like. Yeah, I was in. Uh, I guess November. Yeah, it was a little cold. Like it was a little darker in the in the yeah. morning, and then you come out. I don't know, man. Those morning meditations were were suffering for me. <laughs> they were so long. Yeah, so fucking long. Two and a, two hours, four thirty to six thirty, and then lunch, uh, breakfast. Yeah, those were fun, man. I love that experience. I'll never forget the one time I went to the optional group meditations. Usually, I was just alone in my in my little dorm mm. section or something. But they're like, if if you want, you can come, and we're doing it in the group as well. But you have to be meditating in this time period, mm. and. At the end, his chant thing was like 30 minutes. <laughs> like usually it's like five minutes or 10 minutes or something. You're like, okay, you're getting used to it. It's kind of long. So you're sitting there. You have no idea how much time is passing. Yeah. And then th- the chant starts and you're like, oh, okay, we're almost done. And it just kept going and kept going. And I was like, they're, they're trolling. Like they're tricking me into thinking it's over. And I just keep having to Anicca the shit out of my fucking... <laughs> my my like aggravation right and just be like oh okay i guess i'm just this is my life now this is hell i'm just here forever just hearing this guy going yeah i I don't understand what he's saying i I don't even think he knows what he's saying (laughs) (laughs) he's just making noises not words bro it's like an ikaros it's just it he's just freaking out yeah (laughs) if no one knows what we're talking about the possum is a 10-day silent retreat well they have more than 10 days too they know what we're talking about yeah why I would they be listening to us if they didn't? Uh, you know, <laughs> to all the new viewers, the newbies, the, the newbies, noobs. the newbies, the noobs. It's hard Sounds to start like from start. It's hard to start from episode one and get to us. God, we were probably slightly more boring back then. Well, look how entertaining we are now. We have a dog <laughs> and a sauna. You can't see any of these things, but they're there. Yeah, we got a cool ass uh, Jeff Bezos is waiting to be interviewed back then. We got Jeff Bezos on hold. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't busy. He was. Uh, his his team's taking that bridge apart. We got a, 
we got a really good uh, set of feedback from our previous podcast. Seems like it was a popular. Uh, All you told me was that I interrupted people too much, and I just interrupted you now saying that. <laughs> well, well, that was just uh, that was a few people's feedback. But soft critique. Soft critique. Sammy, we like you, but can you shut the fuck up sometimes? Yeah. What do you guys think? Leave it in the comments. <laughs> yeah, just tell me to shut the fuck up. Just, just Sammy, just shut the fuck up in the chat. Just, just like a <laughs> spam. <laughs> STFU, Sammy. I honestly, I like, I know what I'm thinking. So when I interrupt. I feel really bad because I know what I'm going to say. I also repeat myself often. I should really let people's fucking ideas come out and just, but I have I have no chill. Hmm. It sounds like you're taking it too much to heart, Sammy. It's just some feedback. I think I should let it affect me a little, though. I mm. think I should fucking shut the fuck up sometimes. Yeah. I mean, feedback, that's the feedback we've always wanted because we've always asked people for feedback of the episodes and stuff. It's also cool to like, like someone's like, oh, change this or that or get this guest on or like, it's cool when it's like suggestions that are, that make sense. And it's not just like, this sucks, like do this instead. Those are the worst suggestions <laughs> where it's like, hey, why don't you guys talk about this or stop talking about drugs or like change your intro or, or do this or do that. I'm like, hey, like be a fan a little bit. But that's it, why like, it's our show, bruh. Yeah. Like, like, like suck the dick a little, like sh- give me some <laughs> fucking... Let me feel like I should trust you because I'm having fun. I'm doing something that I'm enjoying. If you're like, this sucks, do something else or I won't watch it. Maybe just go watch something else. You know, like uh, someone telling me, hey, you, like, you know, you interrupted. I wanted to hear what that guy had to say. Like, okay, that's just a human thing that I should learn how to do. Like, that's, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, but I, I think content wise, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. There's no gun to anyone's head. You know, there might be for us. You guys don't know what's behind this camera, but... Jeff Bezos came with a fucking pistol. Bill Gates is here. Bill Gates He's and Jeff Bezos sure, have guns. Making sure we're talking uh, strictly by the science. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, do you know what I'm talking about with that bridge story? Bridge story. Yeah, Bezos has like a big yacht, obviously, and he was driving it somewhere uh, in and out or out of some port or through some kind of river. There's like a boat. There's like a, a bridge that was in the way. And so my brother sends me this article saying he's going to dismantle it so that he can cross because it's too big. I thought they meant the yacht, <laughs> but he's like, but he's like, I read the article. It's like, no, bro, they're, they're going to remove the bridge. <laughs> he's got everything in the world, bro. He can do whatever he wants. That's I, my exact line was, uh, my, my response to my brother was when you're rich enough, the world becomes Lego. <laughs> like, just take that apart. Move that for a second. Or not Lego. The, that game everyone plays fucking with the blocks Minecraft yeah Minecraft but they're just called blocks I guess yeah. so it's like it's not it's not punchy bro it's pretty intense he's like you know what fuck it we're gonna lift this bridge five five meters higher we can go right through apparently it's like a what's the word it's like an old bridge they want to preserve you know so like it, there was some controversy around it but he's like I'll fucking give you a new bridge he's like I'll make it better you know like I'll fucking move this bridge and then I'll fucking I'll give you a good bridge I'll be a better bridge <laughs> Jeff Bezos bridge fuck it man <laughs> <laughs> It's like no one even fucking uses bridge. Just looking at this bridge all the time. Give me a new bridge. I can't stop saying bridge. I it's like I have a send help. I know this. She used to be a client, but her family they're very rich in Montreal, and they wanted like an underground garage. So they they live in West. So they did it. So they just like Minecraft. They had to like um, dynamite into the fucking mountain. I love how you said dynamite, like like dynamite, dynamite. Like everyone just says dynamite. Is it Dyna or Dino? I don't even know how to spell it. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. So continue. <laughs> so anyway, so they I'm learning. <laughs> they had to explode this piece of the mountain to create like a eight person garage. So they had to pay the city, get permits, and there was like a protest saying not to fucking <laughs> explode this mountain. It's like nature. All for a fucking garage. But like when you have that kind of money, you just pay all the fucking all the fees. Is it nature though? I mean, like I know it is technically a natural structure, but like are you killing anything? Are you disrupting anything? Honestly, I don't give a shit. So <laughs> I'm not the pro. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I'm not the pro, but it's just funny to see. It's like there's like so many hoops you have to jump through and they just pay it. Like, fuck it. I think it was like a, I think it was like a half a million dollar project just to create a garage. That's, uh, that's intense. Yeah. Maybe a little bit too much. It might have been like a few hundred thousand though. Like crazy. Yeah, I feel like... Uh that's a little crazy. Yeah. I feel like they could have done something for the community, and instead they just have a place to put their too many cars. Fuck it. When you have the money, you do what you do. That's 
Everyone just do what they do. They just have a lot of money. That's the way. <laughs> I, it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah. They just do what they do with a lot of money. They don't have a fucking responsibility. That's what taxes are for. Hmm. We don't. You take the responsibility out of the system. You just here's my money. The government is the problem, not me. Yeah. I'm just fucking rich. I'm doing my thing. And then the government's doing terrible jobs with taxes. Apparently, I haven't looked into it in fucking yeah. forever. <laughs> I just assume it's all corrupt bullshit. It most probably is. To a degree, I guess. Yeah. But I'm, I wonder sometimes if I've been, like, embittered, which I have. I know I have, but, like, does that mean I'm wrong sometimes? It must mean, like... I, like well, we're all wrong at sometimes. It's just... Exactly. Yeah. I like, we're just trying to be less and less wrong. Like, there's this expression I love. I'm sure I've said it before. It's like, uh, if you go through life accepting everything or doubting everything like you know it both avoid you from both both stop you from thinking mm. something like that As if I don't, i'm sure i butchered it but like something like that you're not you can't you can't put goggles on and just think one way all the time even if it's the opposite of the other of the way you're thinking like mm. it's it's like it's lazy either way it's lazy either way because yeah. i'm i can be a contrarian i could be a conspiracy theorist i can be very like distrusting and um, that's that's my complex. Has yeah. nothing to do with life. And if anything, it colors my experiences. Hmm. And then I and then I start going into some confirmation bias, and it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. And that's sad, folks. Folks at home, friends. <laughs> Is it sad? Yeah, because I could be in the what's it called? Uh, Jason Silva says that shit all the time. Paranoia, prono, pronoia. Pronoia. I could be like thinking that like God's got my back and everybody's awesome and even when they do bad, it's like ah, oh, it's just you know they're having a bad day or like we're all capable of bad. Like you, you completely reframe things. If you're gonna frame things, frame them well. Yoga's like realize the frame, remove the frame. You're the frame. Nothing's a frame. Everything's nothing. Like it just all this meta crazy, dizzying stuff, you know. Yeah. But I think a like a middle step is like. Give it a, you know, we're all spin doctors. We're all fucking put coloring life with, with some big, like one easy black or white, you know? So essentially that's removing well, attachments. I am. Removing to ideas, to, to beliefs, to dogmas. Yeah, but I, I want to go deeper than that because being willing to remove attachments is something I have. And it's something that's, it, it has its own resistances for different people, all that stuff. In my personal case, I'm willing to, but I don't know how sometimes. It is that because it is like my my being or my way of seeing things, but I honestly don't know how to do it sometimes. I don't even see when I'm doing it sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's insidious and it's faster than the speed of thought, you know? It's like this yeah. muscle memory and you just go like, no, that's bullshit or like, I don't know, it's oversimplification. Yeah, I guess asking the question why though often is even on like your knee-jerk responses and then you ask yourself why, you'll get a pretty much, you can pretty much nit, nip that... Uh, Attachment line in the boot, nip it in the boot. I guess that's the yeah. Is that causing the recording one, or no. is that just for us? Just okay, for yeah, us. there's a buzzing if anyone's curious, but you can't hear it, only we can, yeah. and it's driving us mad. Um, <laughs> I guess, I guess constantly asking why can be like in a in a in like a feeling sense, you know, and that's meditation in a sense, it's just constantly going to the space of of like reception and inquiry, like asking a question. Mm. Not in any direct linguistic way, but just kind of being like, "What's going on? Mm. What's what am I observing right now? What is the observer?" And that can go all that can be turtles all the way down. But like, you you don't have to make it this endless process that's like nauseating. Once you're a few layers down and yeah. you realize that it's endless, you just have fun with that, and then you kind of turn back around and see life with that light, with that content, with that with that with that lack of. Uh, like uh, seriousness, you know, uh, like humble. Yeah, humble and like, like, well, or it's more a humility. It's just you know, like you catch yourself in Ooh. it. You don't need to go down. I almost sat on a pin. Ooh. You don't need to go <laughs> down. You, five. To do <laughs> you don't Sorry. need to go down five whys to figure something out. But like, if you have a knee jerk response to something, just asking yourself an honest why, and then listening to your response, you might realize that your response is actually or your your uh, explanation of why you're responding that way is just completely emotional based or emotion based or just irrational, you know? Yeah, I think um like I have that problem that bias with an authority and that's something I work on. It's like someone says something in my first reaction someone tells me to something to do 
my yeah. first reaction no. is no, fuck off. You're not my dad. <laughs> but then, like, that can be correct for, like, 90% of examples. And that could actually serve you for 90% of the situations. But then for that 10%, it's actually fucking you, you know? I guess it's that Buddhist, like, you can't control that that first thing, but then just notice the process. And even if you're right 99% of the time, it's just you're going to catch that 1% where you go, oh, like I, okay, yeah. this time I actually need to chill, relax yeah. that part of me. And maybe I take a step back and, and observe and understand, not just have this like, fuck you, I'll do it my way kind of thing all the time. It's funny that, that you say that because I was just thinking about how the why, like being self-inquisitive, self, anyway, like asking yourself questions, asking that why, like, like and, and getting to the core of it, sometimes it can be like uh, intrusive. It's, it's weird to say that because it's you. So it's like you're obviously pushing against some kind of resistance and your ego doesn't want to deal with it. And there's there's that second thing, like you said, of just kind of being with it and just mm-hmm. kind of like giving yourself space, you know, like the like the like holding space that they talk about. Yeah. And it's like we're always looking for solutions and giving people unsolicited advice. I'm f- super guilty of that. I just want to feel useful and I, I don't I forget to listen and I forget to really be with the person. Mm. Um and I feel I, I feel like I have these echoes of like social anxiety. Like they're they're not they don't need to be there. And if I notice them, they go away instantly, like some kind of shadow that you just put a light on. Mm. But that's me, you know. And and it's funny that I I treat myself the exact same way that I treat other people. But it just seems like a harshness for on me. But it seems like just a an error in judgment when it's on other people. But it's really a, a both for both. Yeah. You know, it's just a it it's it's not a it's not meant to be malicious, but it ends up being. Uh, what's the word? Let's say like, um, inconsiderate, hmm. which which can be hurtful for sure. Especially if the person is going through something, doesn't have the tools at the moment to to worry about wh- how you're dealing with things. You know, like yeah. it's it's a lot. Well, that's where compassion comes in, you know, because although we have a set of ideas of how we think it should be, or how someone should act, or what you would do in that situation. It's such a complex experience being a human, you know? Yeah. That it's so subjective to that experience. It's like, sometimes you give someone advice, and it's almost so simple to you, the right answer. Mm -hmm. But you're looking at it through the lens of your experience. Mm -hmm. And it's like, their full experience is completely different. And maybe that advice would be correct if it was in your situation, but it could be completely off for them, you know? It's like um like imagine being some kind of therapist and f- and walking that line right in the middle where you want to kind of bring somebody's trust and comfort out and give and hold that space but then also introduce things that will be challenging their comfort zone and it's like it's like a dichotomy it's like they're like it's it's one or the other mm. In in a, in any case, almost you know, like so, it's like that's almost the point of therapy is finding is like creating that middle ground, and if like if some people kind of have that naturally, then they must have pretty uh, easy lives, or or an easy time navigating the hardships of life. I should say in specific, I literally this yeah. morning had a back to back conversation with a therapist, and then someone who was more like a well, it was Alyssa actually, like a life coach. Mm. And it was, and the the differences were very were stark. One of them kind of thought I needed to vent, maybe, and get uh, an idea of how I was feeling, and then just kind of a context mm-hmm. so that I could handle it with eyes open. And the other one was like, "You're gonna you're gonna want to punch me, but I'm gonna tell you like how it is, you know." And it's literally what we're talking about. Like one was like holding space in a sense, and the other one was like, like you're. You're thinking wrong. Directing things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I'm oversimplifying yeah. it. No, but I, I understand completely. And I think th- finding the middle ground in those two is where the answer lies. I know? think you were right about saying compassion as well because yeah. both of them are compassionate. Yeah. One is to say your feelings are valid and the other one is to say you're, 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 you're still actionable in this. Mm-hmm. You're still a thing that can intervene in your life. You've always been that. Yeah. So both of them, oddly enough, are very empowering. You know, I guess I guess thinking of it that way and not getting trapped in some kind of duality, uh, or maybe some non-dual like victimhood, 
mm-hmm. is a way to just kind of see it for what it is. And then to always be like addressing the emotional side and, and even taking pause and even taking rest is empowering. But another side of that not a true empowerment or a better empowerment but an inevitable side of that is we rest so that we can work and then we need to rest because we work like you're if you rest forever then it's not rest Mm. it's like you're something's wrong something else is wrong we could address it yeah but like i don't know i'm I'm losing myself in the metaphor a little but like Mm. there's just this um i don't know it's like a new way of seeing it where like nothing's wrong with either side of that Things need to get done. You need to get your hands dirty. But there's also, there's no shame in either. There's no shame in being like, like in my head, it's it's, it's like I said before, it's very black and white for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to kind of merge them instead of thinking of people in terms of like type A and type B personalities. It's like, sometimes you're on, sometimes you're off. And both of those. Well, there's so many variables. It's like to cat- to get in, like type A, type A and type B, you could be loosely defined because you could be a type A for 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 one day and then a completely different type of person if you missed your coffee on one day, you know? <laughs> There's so many variables, man. I'm, I think I, I grew up watching too much TV. I think it's important that we uh, collectively stop with these categorizations and labels and these boxes that we kind of contain people in, in our minds. We all do it. I do it all the time. We, You know, it's just a natural thing, but it's such a chimp way to understand this this world. An uncurious chimp. An way. uncurious chimp. It's a, it's like the the ultimate holding space, I guess, of really letting someone express yes. themselves and be what they are, and then you're almost holding space. Yeah, he's like really he's listening. He, he really wants to hear what I got to say. But that's it, that's huge. Holding space means it's drawing outside of the box in a sense. That box that you have someone categorized in. That's not truly holding space for someone. You're holding space for someone within that confines of your idea of that person. But to allow that person to fully express whatever whatever's needed, there's yeah. no boundaries there. It goes where it goes kind of thing. It's funny. How, like, there's a lot of anxiety wrapped around that for me. Like, for, like feeling like, um, like, am I, like, when do I do it for myself and when do I do it for others? Can I do it for both at the same time? Are there instances when I can't? And is and is that does that have to just hold you have to hold space for that reality in a sense well, you know sense like there's a turtles all the way down thing happening here as well in a sense you're holding space for two people yourself your judgments and for that person because it's very easy to interject when someone's coming to you with something or whatever and push your thing on them or whatever it is it doesn't have to be something on them but it's like a bias or a judgment. So then when you're holding space for someone, in a sense, you have to almost be empty space inside to allow the, the two to dance together, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's like, a, that's like a state of being that's like, like someone like me needs to cultivate. Mm. I think we all do. We all, we all, no one, like that's fucking Buddha level, you know? It's in that direction, if anything. Yeah. But I just, I feel like so many people, it's their job to listen. Even if it's like a person at a call center, the mm-hmm. people who do better just have that ability to not interrupt to to in and I can shut up you know like I can look like I'm not interrupting but I'm still me and there's still all this stuff happening in the background but if I really move my energies and like really become like I'm listening more it reminds me of like the the convoy and people like really boxing each other in on both sides and it's like you're not holding space for yourself and for your expectations and for your desires and for your um, let's just call them leanings, you know? So when when something is exterior like that, that's like a, an idea for, like let's say a potential to use a box mm. to, to get rid of that anxiety a little bit and to collapse that into this simpler label. Mm-hmm. It's so, tantalizing is not even the word, it's like so uh, addictively, like it just, it's almost like a osmosis. Like it just, you can't stop it. Like it just, it's just gonna click. It's just gonna like a, like magnets. Yeah. It just has to happen because you're in that state. Yeah. So you have to f- maybe realize that and undo it. At f- I don't know first or second, but like it would definitely like you're saying um, benefit to kind of empty yourself first, and then that effect would just never happen. Exactly. Or it would, and you would notice it and kind of 
it would lose its power. It would lose its effect in, in many ways. And it might even change the outcome of the other person. Definitely. Yeah. You're and right. I think that's a great way to bring up the convoy because that's a great example how no, no space is being held for a set of people who have c- real legitimate concerns and worries. And it's just, we see this because we're kind of out of the matrix. Whoever kind of ejected themselves from the mainstream news outlets and narrative, you kind of see what's happening. It's almost comedic. And it's it's kind of jaw-dropping and a little bit of a head-scratcher that this is so powerful that you can create a narrative on like the main speakers and people will watch it and then their their idea of it is just morphed into the truth. It drowns out everything else. Yeah. And then the people who go against it even seem crazy to you. Yes. And it's like I like on on my end of things it looks like ideas just keep like the, that feeling of security and like you're getting actual like good information that keeps kind of getting cannibalized. And that's a good thing. So it's like I feel like I find a side or I find some ground and then it's like, oh, this might be that in another form. Or it's like, you know, like the the example, like when Dan was here and you're talking about um, like politicians on the other side kind of trying to look like a savior, mm-hmm. trying to come in. And it's like you're you're throwing the opposite party under the bus so that you can be victorious. Like you're you're playing you're still playing within the, the rules of this confine of of like a game. Uh, and I fell for it, you know, and, and there's so many examples like that within this kind of community where you're, you're trying to look from above and see how the things are playing out. Whereas if you're in one of these parties, you're in, you're kind of in one of those boxes and using boxes to understand things like you were saying. Yeah. But that's where it's sad to see from the outside perspective, because you, if you look at it, it's like a playground of children, because that's all we are really. It's like you have a set of kids that are really complaining about, let's say, their fucking knee hurts. Just use that example. And then you have a majority of the other children are just saying, your knee, your knee doesn't hurt. Don't doesn't matter, you know? And then that's like the narrative. So anyone who comes in, like, oh, your knee doesn't hurt. Don't worry about it. Like, think about it like that. Like, obviously, it's a way more complex issue. But in the simplest form, like, how much pain do you think that's going to cause the kids that are their knees are actually hurting? When no one around them is even... Um, recognizing or validating any of their concerns and just tapping them on the head kind of thing saying it doesn't mean anything like you're just crazy let me tell you why that's scary i agree with you and i love that you always you never like you never need to consciously bridge that gap between like mental and physical pain you always have this way of seeing it as one thing and i love that about you (laughs) but i always i still kind of live in that division sometimes in my mind because it's just like linguistically prominent in the way we describe like problems like mm. human problems but like that is really the source of of the issue in a lot of ways maybe not the source but like this idea that w- people looking in on some other group possibly from a group themselves we're all kind of in a group or leaning or wh- like whatever you want to say that's kind of unavoidable that's not yeah. necessarily it's a bad thing the nature of being a human being a part ape yeah for sure reality. tribalism it's in just some way. in our dna but there's that um, there's this assumption that you can and should just be able to ignore or change your mind. And, and you're describing it as a physical pain. Mm. It's like, I am experiencing something. And a knee pain, let's say you could go to the doctor, you could kind of m- get some numbers, you could measure it. Oh, they have a worn down meniscus or they dislocated it or, mm-hmm. or they have a scratch on their skin or something like there's something more tangible about it, but it's like you're talking about a character. You're talking about a, a trait or a belief system or like this is it's just as tangible for the individual, just as real and just as valid. But on the other side, whatever side you're on, the other side or a part of the other side is saying, hey, just think like me. Just be like me. Like you're wrong. I think you're wrong. I can tell you why you're wrong. Just change the way you think. Mm. And that's really fucked up because... No one works that way. No. And if someone does, they're either a fucking like ninja master of, of their own lives and thoughts, or they're just kind of like stifling how they really think, and they're just going with whatever, wherever the wind takes them. Mm. And that always blows up in your face. Always, always, always. You know, you're just holding your breath, essentially, and then the truth, go, bah, you know, the truth comes yeah. out. Your truth comes out. And that's the, that's the 
the heart of it is it's your truth. Yeah. So it's like that's their truth, and we're saying no. Part part. Some people are saying, "Look, man, what you're doing it's hurting people. It's wrong." Blah blah blah, and all these justifications. And it's all the justification. One way or the other, it's all it's all just excuses to say, "I can't admit to myself. I'm scared." to look into myself and say there's parts of me I don't have control over mm-hmm. parts of me I need to live by to be happy and no one wants to say that or accept that and even if they do are they really going to change their lives for it are they really going to say okay what can I accept because that's all of that is just really scary because I don't know where that line is either that's not black and white either some mm-hmm. stuff I can change some stuff I should change or at least try to change and a lot of stuff maybe I can't I don't know which is which and I just kind of have to try but that's that's the important keyword is the try the effort and the will to want to change whatever it is you think you, you may need to change or may not even need to change but the intention of trying to always fine tune in a sense it's like we need to be craftsmanship we need to be craftsmen of our of our existence and cons- constantly varnish and, and shave off edges of our body and minds and constantly trying to grow and and that's what is very sad about what i'm seeing is because we know that to be true on the individual level, you know, constantly self-reflect and listen. And if something hurts in your body, listening to it, whether it's emotional or physical, addressing it or not ignoring it. When you ignore something, the pain just eventually will maybe subside, but it will come back tenfold, right? And it might become a chronic issue. So if that's true on the individual level, as in a group scenario, that's got to be true the same way. And to categorize someone or, so, or, or many into this box you're doing harm to them and to yourself because now you've created this pattern of um, reactions that you'll you'll carry on and biases you'll carry on to all future events. You know, if something is not in your understanding, you're just going to immediately have a category to put it in, you know? I mean, it's a it's a build-up thing though. Like sometimes it snaps back. One way or the other when we uh, it happens a lot for me as well. Like when we when I when I kind of accumulate mistakes, uh, my ego wants to defend, 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 but then it becomes too big to ignore. So then sometimes I don't see it as like, I mean, in general, maybe you're right. There's like a kind of bad habit being built there, but you kind of got to notice it before you can clean it up. So I think that's inevitable and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I I know you're right in a way as well because you, as a society, that, that process happens even slower than it does like on the individual level. Mm. And we're giving each other so much permission to act certain ways. And, and, you know, whether you agree with it or not, a lot of people, especially like, uh, like, it's scary when I listen to like late night comedy shows and how they just flagrantly like make fun of like the well-being and humanity of people who are unvaccinated, let's say. Mm. Like it's, it's, it's flabbergasting. You're just there like, bro, these are human beings. But that's what I wanted to get to is these divided division lines that we're witnessing occur everywhere it's going to be a very scary future if we keep strengthening these lines and etching these lines further into the ground because these are fucking human beings, exactly what you said. I and don't know, I think... Well, sorry. No, but like the whole idea of being alive is in a community and society is that we kind of agree that maybe the neighbor next door is totally fucking nuts, but I'm on team human and I'm okay for him existing. You know, like we, we, we just figured, I don't know if I have a crazy neighbor. Shout out to that crazy neighbor. But it's an example. Sounds like he's fucking yeah. bowling but up there. <laughs> <laughs> the whole idea is that we have these acceptable, um, ex- we have this state of acceptance for people because it's just at the fundamental level are human. But what's happening now and what's scaring me is that they're, in a sense, that feeling of human is being eliminated in certain groups. Like, in some people's eyes, if you're choosing not to get vaccinated or whatever, you are not a human in their eyes anymore. You yeah, are like you're foregoing rights. And yeah. it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And it gets their rights. And that's I what we need to restore is the the, lo- the sense of humanity in people because if or, we or the definition of what rights are. Yeah. Maybe I'm, no, maybe you're right actually. But I'm talking at a deeper layer. Yeah. Not just about rights. This is a repercussion. That's the cause. I'm talking you're about right. at the root cause of what we are as humans with different views and whatever. But at the human level, we need to agree upon that. And we can't lose sight of that because if that happens, I don't know what kind of future it will be. And these devi- divisive narratives, although they are changing, I have to be honest, I'm noticing a tone change in most of the mainstream narratives now. But it can go down a very scary lane if it continues this way because you're creating a box for a certain group of people that isn't really a human 
label anymore. It's kind of like this is a danger, this is a threat, this is the like self like it's all like these negative emotions mm. taking away that humanity in it. And that just seems to be the job of the fucking sensationalism in media. Oh, that was loud. The um, there's this it's grotesque, man. I see it all the time, but it's like people will they want they want sensationalism, right? They want you to to be all excited and watch what they're creating or what they're reporting on. And a lot of times, in one way or another, and notice this, now that I say it, you're going to see it everywhere, but they try to cater to your sense of humanity in order to justify their actions that are, like, inhumane actions. And it's a simple and, and you know, not a very drastic or dramatic example to say, like, Oh look, these people are not getting vaccinated. They don't care about you and your grandma and like mm. the, and society and maybe they should have less rights essentially. Like they mm. should maybe it's and it's their fault. It's not your fault for taking away their rights for being okay with this. It's the government's fault. It's somebody else's fault. But you kind of agree with it because we're planting this idea in your head and you don't like them. Mm. So you're like, "Yeah, fuck those guys." And again, we all do it on but, some level, but man, pay attention. It's you. I forgot the name of that woman. Was it Jane Goodall? No, she was with the ape. The one that did the blue eyes, brown eyes experiment with the kids in like the sixties or seventies. I don't know this one. No, you have to know. Everyone knows this, but it's um basically this teacher. What she did was she did an experiment with the kids in the classroom, and she like the blue eyed kids uh, had all sorts of. Oh, sorry, the brown eyed kids had all sorts of perks and advantages in class, while the blue eyed kids were looked down upon and it was really to explain race racism so the brown-eyed kids would get all these privileges and extra benefits i might be mixing up either either group it's the same same idea Mm -hmm. so whether they get like an extra five minutes of recess and it was just like these perks she 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 implemented into the group so then you just start seeing how it spills over outside of the power structure and like in the schoolyard like they're starting to gang up on the blue-eyed kids and it's like how fast it happened you know, and how fast you gave one group a set of uh, privileges and benefits because of the, the, on the backs of the other students because of whatever reason, you know. You can use that example for everything, vax, unvaxed. It's like, that's just like fucking human nature. And that's what's scary, man, is if we keep playing this game, you're just going to go down a really scary rabbit hole of like worst case scenario is obviously not you know, people don't like this comparison, and I get it. It's like the Nazi Germany is a big example, but it's oh yeah, you can't you can't bring that up anymore. But it's funny that you can't bring that up. I'm we need we just need another thing to bring up. We just need another example of humans falling for something. Yeah, but the whole idea is I'm not saying it's heading into Nazi Germany. That's obviously not the case. But maybe a concept we've never seen before could happen. Something obviously not as severe because we've evolved in terms of like public consciousness like we're just i don't think we'll ever go down that kind of rabbit hole again as a collective but well it'll look different that's the it'll way look i think different about because it. we don't know what it is it's exactly when the nazi germany happened there was no reference point before that it just kind of evolved into this monstrous that's why i bring it up often because it's simple to understand it's been cartoonified by 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 constantly being used yeah but it's such an emotionally charged um sh- sure subject. but i, I so just it's hard to really if it is, then I'll find another example. But I just—it's a quick and easy way of explaining how um, people fall into like a lockstep, and it's just like you're saying. I mean, like my, the point there is that there's something about human nature that was exploited, and that human that exploit is still there. Mm-hmm. So it w- it will look different because we are weary of attacking it from that angle now. Mm. But like, are we really even then? But like, even if we're not, even if we are or aren't, like, it's gonna look different. It's gonna be different people, a different context, different words, new words sometimes. Yeah. And and human nature, you know, we just everybody dies every hundred years. Mm-hmm. We're very easy to trick. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. We're here and then we die. We're like a wave of humanity. That and yes, like we <laughs> we we adapt and evolve and like. For example, like an old uh, scam, like uh, may may have worked thirty years ago, like some type of like email from like a Kenyan prince or whatever, and then you just fucking give him the money. Like that used to work, but now it's an app that looks legit, or exactly. uh, or a guy or it's video. The, the on tricks YouTube. just got a little bit different. It's like 
we're we're in the animal kingdom. We're gonna fall into traps the same way a deer would fall into a trap, or go for the fucking, or a rat would go for the cheese in a rat trap. It's like sometimes they've evolved Evolution. out of that, but now they have different rat traps set for these things. So we're just as capable of falling into different traps as any other animal. It's just we're a little bit more complex in the way we think. What scares me about this trap, though, is that. Um but I don't even know if it's a trap. I think it's just, it's just human nature to kind of. Okay, like you don't like it. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have to imply conspiracy or okay, yeah. or like intent. Mm. I don't know, mm. and it's by nature hard or impossible to know unless there's like some kind of paper trail or like recording people yeah. saying things that they're gonna do and then doing it. You know, yeah. like that would be the definitive. Like even then, you know. But um, the fuck was I gonna say? Now I lost it. A trap. The thing, like the thing with the with the kids and the the blue eyes and the brown eyes, mm. you you create like um, a class. You literally create like there's people who get more than you, yeah. And now the people who get more are happier, and they want to keep that. They want to get. They want to s- keep getting the more. It's mm. just normal to them now. If they have less, they feel like they're getting less. And then oh. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. But is it good? I pulled no. the seven. I pulled the seven. No, no, please continue. Well, I was just going to say is that they get more, right? They get that more. And now this is the next stage is removing that more because of group B. Exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah. I think you you pulled it out of so yeah. it's 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 that it's a few things. It's one are you getting more because they're getting less? Are you going to start getting relatively less because the people getting less want more? Or are doing something they should or not doing something they should mm. be doing, and then this is the kicker. Okay, so all the, that's already really interesting. But now the fourth, the crazy part here is that, what if the thing you're removing is just like basic rights? This is where I get really conspiratorial. And like, if if you're some if you're some kind of crazy think think tanky people, imagine how much these people are fighting amongst themselves now. Because of this dynamic. But what if you're talking about, what if the game is just about what people can do with their bodies, with their lives, with their jobs, with their children, with their fucking lives, with their existences on this planet? And people are saying, well, it's interfering with my existence, so I get to interfere with your existence. It's not fucking eye for an eye, man. Mm. It doesn't work that way. If you don't like it, ostracize them. Like, like that's as I grow up, I realize that's what countries are. Mm-hmm. It's not about where you're born and you have some blind pride. It's like I'm gonna go to a place where people believe what I believe in, so that I can we can live together in in strength and harmony, like we talked about in yeah. the last podcast. And like, this is the knee pain that's been ignored. Mm-hmm. You're trying to ostracize them, but it's not working. Now you're getting honks at the fucking at in Ottawa or mm-hmm. whatever. And people are making fun of them and belittling, belittling them and trying to smear them and you do whatever you want, but your knee hurts, bro. Yeah. Your fucking country's knee hurts and you can't do shit about it. I'm sorry. Like, but that's it's, where it's, the, the compassion needs to start coming back because... It has to. Yeah. There's Be- no choice. Because like you can easily fall into a narrative, uh, into the narrative, we'll call it the narrative, of what this is about and what's really happening. Or what? What's being? Uh, what's call being it the narrative, like in Italian? The narrative, bro, bro. The narrative, the narrative, bro. But it's like, it's almost. I don't know if you watched the movie. Don't look up. I haven't seen it yet. It's a good movie, and a lot of people use these parallels for the COVID uh, situation with the vaccine unvaccinated. And like, yeah, sure, you can use these parallels for every fucking example ever because this movie is way bigger than just one event. Because it's basically um, an asteroid is about to la- about to crash and end the world. And there's a group of people that are saying it's not going to happen for political reasons. And then there's a group that's saying it is going to happen. The science is saying it. And then it's just like, just look up, bro. It's right there. So it's kind of also a parallel in this protest. It's because like people are looking at the narrative and it's saying, oh, they're white supremacists. It's this and this and this. And there's people on the fucking field saying, no, man, I'm here. Look, it's perfect. It's it's not, well, it's not perfect. It's it's peaceful. It's There's so much more than what you're hearing. And then you have, so that don't look up... Uh, Example is applying to everything, okay? And where you can fall into that trap just because if you think getting vaccinated is the way out of this pandemic and that the unvaccinated are like the don't look up, don't look down, uh, look down kind of people, this can happen at micro scales. So you're watching a news network or an opinion article about what the protest is really about. And then you have five or six friends that are there that are posting what it's about. It's like you need to have a wider perspective to really get the story of anything because you have to understand when you're talking of the narrative, there is a, an agenda behind a storyline. 
and that's what we've realized with the for news. everybody. Yeah, not just the news. The news has you know it's it's subtle for the people who fall for it and obvious for the people who don't. But, but it's even political. Way, like Trudeau, for example, is really str- st- sticking strong to a very small percentage of the protesters. Like for all you probably know, but like s- apparently there was a few people with. Uh, swastikas and confederate flags which i still don't understand why a confederate flag is even on canadian grounds like it doesn't really make yeah. sense almost and feels like a like a if you want to go a little bit conspiracy like an agent provocateur which is not even conspiracy because that fucking exists you yeah, know there was a, there's a video that came out recently um where this this guy had uh i don't remember what it was but he had some maybe it was just a straight up nazi flag Maybe I think it was actually a Confederate flag. It's funny, yeah. um, if I'm remembering correctly now. And he, but he, all these people, they're fully face covered. Yeah, exactly. they're never showing any. They're really like whether you're, uh, you know, paid for by whoever you know, yeah. like to be there or not. A lot of these people are aware that they're fuckers. Yeah. That they're they are not they're not welcome. And I saw a recent video that went kind of down, like not debunking the claims but being like yeah some idiots like went like snuck into a a, a soup kitchen because they were starving like yeah. so it's like they they spin it like they stole food from the homeless it's like yo they the mm. people the the majority saw that that happened saw the stories being spun and then yeah. said okay we're gonna feed the homeless yeah oh, okay well all this money you're not helping the indigenous people and they don't have water and it's like you know what fine and then they made another then they made a fucking GoFundMe or whatever the other one is now and they're, yeah. like they're it's happening in real time. Like we're not the fuckers you think we are. Exactly. Oh, this happened. Oh, the the Terry Fox thing. Okay, we cleaned it up. We put roses up, but everywhere. But that doesn't get the storyline. And then, Ev- but eventually, like you're well, saying, it gets, because it gets alternative media. It doesn't get the main narrative. Like you won't see on uh, the. Did main I see that in the in the mainstream? If you did, I'll be impressed. Yeah, I don't know actually now because it's get because the alternative media is getting really good quality. So some, I don't mix it up. And in if my head let's now. say it was on the main press, like a few days later, the damage is already done the perception has already shifted into what they're trying to shape it into. I guess, but you're going to undo some of that damage or reinforce some of the positivity it's by making that When you other let something settle like that for three days and simmer in the minds, there's a pretty strong attachment to an idea. Yeah, and I then to just throw it like a, an hour special, oh, they cleaned up Terry Fox, okay, on to four, four people shot dead on the, <laughs> on the boulevard there. It's like <laughs> it doesn't enter the same way as blasting a message over and over again. But my thing is that, you know what I mean? It's like these like apology pieces or retraction or redactions, they're so minuscule compared to the first story that they pumped out, you know? If you, uh, yeah, if you weigh them out, like one is way tilted and one is way bigger and way more like they, like, like Dan was saying, like they were, they They were were sending this five days before. Priming is the perfect word. They were literally before it was happening. They were like setting a stage and setting an idea. And it's like, Hey man. Like, like, let's calm down here a little bit. And yeah, let's like, these are, yeah, like, these are people. <laughs> they're protesting in a in a way, they're trying to be creative, they're trying to be peaceful, and it's kind of working. So, you know, like, I understand if you're, like, some, uh, you know, I don't want to say anti-vax or some shit, but, like, if you're, if you're pissed at the government, if you're more of a conspiracy theorist, if you're more right-leaning, if you're more... About like not not enjoying the mandates. If you if you look into alternative sources a lot and you know do your research, like people make fun mm-hmm. of a lot. But like you you know you get sometimes duped, but sometimes you find like completely uh, counterintuitive uh, or let's say just countering information, countering mm-hmm. data, countering narratives. That's gonna make you feel amazing. It's gonna make yeah. you happy to see this convoy and to be like, holy shit! Like look what they're doing. They're trying to. And it's, it's like. This is like a victory and like mm. it's heroic and these people and then on, on the other side people are like like just making fun of them and feeling so like gratified with themselves that they're like oh look at these idiots you know like look how stupid they are and but like that comes go back home to the blue eye brown eye example it's just like there's a level of yeah um, you know I'm sure there's a few of those in that I would have to rewatch the study but I'm sure if there's a few of the kids that maybe got the privileges that kind of had a sense of a, hey this is kind of fucked up you know, and then there's others that are just all fucking in on the Kool-Aid. Like, I got these fucking privileges. You're fucking pussies or idiots, you know? Like, it's like, just they're on that deep end. And yeah. there's a spectrum within a spectrum. But that's as soon as one of the blue-eyed kids would be like, hey, I want a longer thing. And then the kid would be like, oh, no, what if that means that I lose it? Mm. Well, that's the and next then you part just of the <gasps> experiment. They, she switched the roles on them. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I would have loved for one of them to be like, hey, can I give him mine today? Like, one of the kids <laughs> just, like, breaks the system, sort of, and makes it, like... 
egalitarian. Or but that's something? why it's that's so hard because it becomes more than an individual. It becomes a men, a, a group think mob mentality, and that's where the beast is created. That's true. That that kid would get destroyed because all the other privileged kids a, would be like, "Hey, I don't want to do yeah, that. Stop doing let's that. Vote him out. Yeah, he's, gonna, <laughs> he's a part of them now. Do we have to miss? Do we have to do it if he does it? But that's what and I'm they're just at. waiting to beat him up. That's what I'm getting. That's my fear is that these things become their own monsters over time because they become a collective understanding. So unless we start shifting this boat into a more neutral, uh, compassionate direction, the next stages are scary, bro, because you have this monster of its own that can't really be contained or controlled anymore. But we have the internet now, and it's, oh. it's chaotic and crazy, but we, we learn faster than we used to. It's honestly, with all the chaos happening, it's almost... It's kind of a blessing to be around, at least in my view, because you're getting to see so much human psychology play out in so many different avenues and so many different ways. It's very educational if you think about it. It's like never before had we had so much tension in the air in in all fronts. You know, vaccinated, unvaccinated, uh, racist, not racist, or just like, you know, like the list goes on and on and on. It's just everything is at the red line. Everything's a polarized, uh, yeah, it's like, like hot if, button topic. If you wear a red hat, just a red hat, you're already in someone's fucking eye. You want to punch, get punched in the face. You can't even, if you like a certain type of speaker, if like, for example, if I post a video of Tucker Carlson, who, by the way, I think is fantastic. I love that guy. Which one's Tucker Carlson again? He's that, like, the head of Fox News, like, He's the guy that's keeping Fox alive. Like he has his own entertainment oh, show. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's Rogan at the top in terms of viewership, and then right after is Tucker Carlson. The guy, his eyes are kind of close together. He just looks like an old, like an American. You know, he's just like his but face he, is kind of tanned. He, he look, but he looks so self satisfied and like he just trolls. Yeah, he's a, he like he's so um, articulate, Tucker intelligent, and hilarious, about. and he just. Post videos, yeah, but he, but he, he even has to say this is entertainment. It's not news. That's, I don't even know if he says it, that anymore. <laughs> you're right. It's like I said it. I said it once a long time ago, or it's written really quick on a ticker tape somewhere. I've never seen it. I've never. I've only seen clips of it. Yeah, like, but if I support Tucker Carlson, all of a sudden I'm a neo-Nazi, right, ultra right, whatever, fucking, you know, like every every label you can throw at me. But it's the same for Alex Jones. Is I'm a, a weird big word as well. Well, I just use the word enjoy. Then I enjoy these people. Yeah, I enjoy the fuck out of Alex Jones. Yeah, I. But he's me, like a I'll, nutter sometimes. But now, if you enjoy Alex Jones, all of a sudden you're anti Sandy Hook. You're a Sandy Hook denier or whatever. Yeah, enjoy is a, that's muddled and in a good way because I. I mean, I've watched uh, like the change your mind, change my mind guy. I forgot his name there. Uh, Crowder. Yeah, Stephen Crowder. He can be stupid, bro. He can be so really he, annoying. Uh, Shapiro. Yeah, they're they they they're famous for a reason. Sometimes they make good shit. Sometimes they're really like the J JP Sears guy. Sometimes I yeah. sometimes he's not funny. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's really funny. Sometimes he's really articulate and he makes something that's not funny and I get sh- surprised. And that's why there's no right or wrong or left or right or there's so black and white. There's so much gray zone because I know, we just named like six people though. Like there's there's it's pretty <laughs> narrow still. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that you can take something from Ben Shapiro and and negate something else from him. You know, in one video, for example something you agree with him on, something you completely disagree with, and that's fine. And that's how we should have discourse and discussions and all sorts of things, is not everything everyone says needs to be set in stone. And it's either they're right about this or they're wrong about this, and then they're done. It's like it's a black and white thinking again that I'm, very, I'm often guilty and of. And I notice politicians do this. They bring down very complex issues into very small, uh, like, like arrowhead decisions mm. of yes, no, right, left... Vax, unvax, smart, stupid, racist, not racist. They almost have to, kind of. Like, not anymore. It's like a bit legacy, you know? Like, people are smart enough to for a little more nuance these days. It works, though, what they're doing. Because they well, do this for so many things. It works because they make it work. They give you a left or right, and then they say, oh, by the way, like, choose right. You know, like, yeah, choose but left like, in this case. Not opting in a vaccine, uh, into the vaccine, uh, not taking the vaccine is a great example because now... Gotta stop saying vaccine, bro. The algorithm's gonna fucking tank us. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna get like a question mark thing. Uh, We want more COVID information. Visit the government. Visit the CDC. But what I'm trying to say is that it's gotten so powerful, these binary decisions and labels that it's like if you choose not to get vaccinated, you are an anti-vaxxer. You're anti-vaxxer. You don't believe in the science. And it's so much more complex than that. What if, A, you have a... um, a medical reason why you can't. 
you know? Everyone knows all the reasons now. The yeah. alternative information, I don't not enough data yet. Exactly. I have a medical There's so many reason, reasons, but you're in religious this, reason. You're in this team. It's fucking Why does I keep falling on you? Yeah, it's weird. With so many problems, like so many, like we should have figured this out after fucking like ninety episodes. <laughs> the fact that we didn't is is just as beautiful, though. Yeah, it gives us character. Yeah, for the for the people only listening, uh, my Nate's, mic is just like Nate's mic just keeps falling it's on attracted him. Attracted to my balls today. <laughs> just did it sack you? That'd be yeah, so almost did. Push- but like the whole idea is like we need to get out of these binary ideas and understandings of everything because nothing is fucking binary, you know, it's except for the number system. I I don't know how to. F- I don't know how to project it onto other people, but for me, it's really a way of seeing things. It's really like a like a fault in my character. So I, I it's like something I really have to mm. live with, like address constantly, which is which kind of lends itself to to the. It's kind of meta. We're talking about like I need to constantly be aware. I need to mm. constantly be looking at what's real and not just falling into something that's black or white or 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 knee jerk or instinctual. Yeah. But I'm the same. Like I can't exclude myself from that because I do it all the time too. I yeah, think it's a human thing. It's a fucking human thing. Of course, it's a human thing. <laughs> Sammy, you know this. <laughs> We're all guilty of it. That's, That's like the, the angriest I've ever seen you. Like you weren't even that angry. <laughs> I'm not even but angry. Yeah. But it's like, it's fr- it's more of like a a purge of frustration because we all are guilty of this, and we all need to stop shaming each other for this. And start looking in the fucking mirror and realizing, hey, like, I got work to do on this motherfucking vessel. And you got work to do on your vessel. And let's just share the, the imperfections and fucking bring back compassion and love and realize that we're all trying to get by. We're all fucking trying to get by in our own interpretations and ways and reasons. I love that. That's what it is, man. And it's just, you know, like a, a while back, this is completely unrelated, but it, it makes sense, is um, my friend was like... Uh, laughing about his ex or something or just like complaining about her and saying all this thing and then i realized i'm like you know what bro she's just trying to do she's just trying to live her human experience too like the same way as you she's just trying that's where she was at that time like you can't be upset about you know just something like that and it it kind of threw everything he was saying off and he just took a step back he's like holy shit you're right we forget that sometimes man you're that guy bro (laughs) <laughs> like he's trying he's trying to just like hate on his ex or something yeah, like, and you're bro, like hey man she's a human being too you yeah, know like, <laughs> like you see where you are right now and you're a little bit confused or depressed whatever she was probably where you are or some like something similar where you can relate to mm. and we're all just trying to fucking get by and figure it out and we need to restore that because if we don't we're going to lose humanity man and it's going to be a scary future we need to get back to hum- uh, basic human understandings of each other and I think psychedelics will do it man yeah. I gotta keep calling it out because I think see what you did there yeah you tricky tricky man you little trickster <laughs> you little salesman for the elves yes for the fucking take some mushrooms and dimension. fucking take the mask off eat a mushroom and hug your fucking neighbor bro I'm gonna find that crazy neighbor I keep referring to <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go just, what is going on nah just for, don't worry about it but I think that's you're the only very way. strong the only way we rest- restore things if we really honestly start going back inwards and just live in that gray that real the yeah. real bro the mm-hmm. desert of the real but like I don't know, gray is a bad. Like we got to market it better. Like gray is yeah. gross. Live like, in the color, man. Live in the color, black and white. Live in the color it's too, zone. It's too sharp. It's too monochrome. Yeah. We need polychrome. <laughs> is that a word? Polychrome. Polychrome. Polychrome life. All right, let's wrap. Psychedelic. It up. Let's wrap it. Uh, let's wrap it up. Put a bow on it and send it to our moms for Christmas. Shout out to the moms and our moms. The mamas and the papas. This fell apart. I guess, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Tune in next time. Shout out to Caleb, our fucking number one yeah. fan. We got to keep shouting out to Caleb. <laughs> no, Caleb. that's all he gets. Yeah. Once a month, maybe. Yeah. I don't Once know. A, yeah, not every video. <laughs> Caleb, we love you and keep keep on keeping on. For real. Yeah. And, and stay curious. <laughs>